Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our Old Testament reading for this, the day of Pentecost, is recorded for us in the book of Numbers, the 11th chapter. The context here is very unique. The people have been at Mount Sinai. They have been receiving manna in the wilderness, but they're grumbling again because without meat, they're just going to die. And so Moses is so frustrated at the volume of the complaint and the lament that he actually says to God, just strike me dead now so I don't have to deal with this anymore. And so God calls to him and tells him, instructs him, that he is to gather some of the elders of the people who will help bear the burden of the people. And so Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And as soon as the spirit rested on them, they prophesied but they did not continue doing it. Now two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other Medad, and the Spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth, said, My Lord Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Book of Acts, the second chapter. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they, the disciples, were all gathered in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound of the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one of them was hearing, each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear, each one of us in his own native language, Parthenians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Figria and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jew and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongue the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? 
But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, dear Christian friends, our text is the Gospel which was read earlier, especially verse 38. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. This is the word of the Lord. Death Valley, California, usually lives up to its name as one of the hottest and driest places on the earth, with an average rainfall of only 2.5 inches and an average summer temperature of 116 degrees, life is not usually found in Death Valley. But in 1998, and again in 2005, and again in 2016, life came to Death Valley. In those years, just the right amount of rain fell at just the right time and just the right way to bring about what is called a super bloom Seeds that had been laying dormant for years on the desert floor suddenly burst into bloom, causing life in Death Valley. God used that same picture in Isaiah 35, verse 1. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. And that prophecy was about the, the desert of the world rejoicing and blossoming when that prophecy was fulfilled in the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Jesus was born, Jesus lived and died and rose again and ascended into heaven to bring life to a world of sin and death. And Jesus finished that work and ascended into heaven. And now the question is, how does this actually come to you and to me? Well, Jesus answers that question in our text today. He promises that the Holy Spirit is given so that each one of us is made alive, brought to faith in Jesus, and made to live a a life of fruitful faith. And so Jesus calls the Holy Spirit living water. And the Holy Spirit takes everything that Jesus has done and makes it ours, activates that work for each one of us. And so today on Pentecost, we celebrate the work of the Holy Spirit, the one we confess as the Lord and giver of life. And our theme today is that the Holy Spirit is given so that living water flows. Now I use the picture of flowers in Death Valley to illustrate the life that the Holy Spirit brings to our spirits. But Jesus had a better way to show that in today's gospel, which started out by saying, on the last day of the feast. Well, what feast was that? It was the feast of booths or tabernacles. We would say tents. So this tent fest was a celebration of God delivering Israel from Egypt and actually living with the people in tents as they wandered for 40 years throughout the desert. Now in that desert, they depended on God for everything, and we suspect that's why God brought them there. Instead of living in a land where everything was right there for them, they had to depend on God. When they were hungry, God gave them manna from heaven to eat. When they were thirsty, God gave them water from a rock to drink. And when they didn't know where to go, God led them. And when they were in danger, God protected them. So Tent Fest was now a festival that the people celebrated where they they actually reenacted this history by living in tents. Well, the highlight of the festival was a parade where the people would line the street all the way from the Pool of Siloam up to the altar in the temple in Jerusalem. And a golden pitcher of water would be carried from the pool to the altar, and it would be poured out on the altar as the priests and the Levites played their instruments and the people sang the words of Isaiah, With joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation. And as that golden pitcher of water was poured on the altar, it flowed back down to that pool. Well, it was only one pitcher. I suppose we'd have to say it kind of trickled down to that pool. But this is the setting where Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And as that ceremonial water flowed, Jesus said, whoever believes in me, 
out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And just as Jesus fulfilled the Bible verses like the one about desert blooming and causing the world to rejoice, Jesus also fulfills those festivals that they celebrated in the Old Testament. The ceremonial water had given way to living water. And so the Holy Spirit is given so that living water keeps flowing. We don't celebrate Tent Fest anymore. We actually don't celebrate any of the Old Testament festivals the way they did because all of those festivals are fulfilled in Jesus. And fulfilled is a great word because any ordinary day right now that you and I live in union with that is in faith in Jesus Christ is better than all of those festival days put together. And we don't just reenact God leading his people through the wilderness to a promised land. We're actually living that every day. It happened physically to them. It happens spiritually to us. Now, it's not like our body isn't along for the ride. Our, our body and our spirit are, are tied together this side of heaven until our death. And it isn't that spiritual things aren't real. They're very real. It's that there's a very real part of us, our spirit. And maybe that's the heart or sometimes translated the inner being that was read in the gospel. That spirit is very real. And there's actually a point-by-point -point comparison between what Israel of old went through when they went through the wilderness to the promised land and a point-by-point -point comparison to what happens as we go through the wilderness of this world to the promised land of heaven. Israel got hungry in their wilderness. We hunger for righteousness in this most unrighteous wilderness world. God fed them a miracle bread, manna from heaven. And God feeds His church on Jesus, the bread of life from heaven. When Israel got thirsty, God gave them water to drink from the rock. And the Bible says that rock was Christ, still the thirst quencher for our spirit. When Israel looked for direction, God was a pillar, cloud by day and fire by night, leading them. And now, God leads His church with His Word. When Israel was in danger, God was their army. God still protects us with His mighty power, even sending angels to guard us so that whatever happens to our body, our spirits, our souls are are firmly in God's hand. God put Israel in the wilderness so that they would depend on Him for everything. God puts us in this wilderness world so that we look to Him and depend on Him for every spiritual need. And so now, the Holy Spirit is given 
so that living water gives us life and keeps us alive on this journey. Well, when Jesus spoke the words of our text, He was talking about the Holy Spirit who would be given from God, received by believers, but it hadn't happened yet because it says Jesus was not yet glorified. The glory of Jesus was in His complete work of redeeming the world. His birth, His life, His suffering and death, His resurrection from the dead, and His ascension into heaven. Well, in our second lesson from Acts, all of those things had happened. Jesus was glorified. And it says that the Spirit came with a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it was seen with tongues of fire. Well, those are all familiar ways of picturing the Holy Spirit. And now in this Gospel, Jesus adds also this living water, rivers of living water. All of these words about the Holy Spirit sometimes seem puzzling to us. The Scripture Jesus quotes in that verse doesn't match any exact verse that we have in our Bible. And so it sometimes sounds like those rivers of living water come from the believer, but yet if you move the comma, it, it then becomes the Holy Spirit flowing from Jesus, the one who is believed in. Well, we shouldn't feel too bad about being puzzled about these things. It wasn't until the 6th century, 500 and some years, that the church settled on the wording that we confess in the Nicene Creed that the Holy Spirit is the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. That's what the church does. We don't confess that we understand the Holy Spirit or that we can somehow control how He works in our life. Any more than next Sunday, we probably won't understand how God can be a triune God, but we worship God. And so even without understanding how the Holy Spirit works, we we worship and glorify that He has given us this life, this life born from above, guided and fed and watered by God Himself. So the Holy Spirit is given so that living water flows, gives life to the church, and keeps the church alive. And that's all well and good for the people who heard Jesus at Tent Fest that day. It was also good for the disciples who received the Holy Spirit on the first Pentecost. But what about today? Pentecost 2023. Spiritual things are real. And however well we get along physically in this wilderness world, our spirits are still in constant need of God's presence and God's care. And there are people who sometimes shame others for not speaking or moving in, in certain outward ways, but it's not about what we do. Just like our redemption isn't about what we did, but what Jesus did for us, our sanctification isn't about what we do, but what the Holy Spirit does in us. 
So today, we rejoice that the Lord and giver of life has given us life. And what we do in this life, in this journey, is all dependent on God, making us spiritually alive in the first place. And then we're, we're not a death valley where, where life and beauty only come once in a while when things are just right. No, God did all of those things in Jesus at just the right time, in just the right way, so that you are always growing and blooming, and the Holy Spirit is always working. The Holy Spirit is given so that living waters keep flowing. We often wonder what this world is coming to. I know we've asked, what will it be like for our children, for our grandchildren, for those seniors who are graduating today? What will their journey through the wilderness be like? Well, the good news is that the rivers of living water will still be flowing. The Holy Spirit will flow from Jesus to them and through them in love and service for others on the same journey. It's like the song that our children and grandchildren and those seniors sang in Sunday school from the children's hymnal. Life is a journey, and we're on our way. And God, in His mercy from heaven above, blesses our journey in love. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.